New Zealand's shame. 33 people charged each week since, basically since December, for strangling or suffocating their partners. Righto, so let's get into this. Of course, you'll remember that in December we had a change uh, as part of the uh, Family Violence Amendment Act replacing the Domestic Violence Act. And what it did was create the offence of strangulation. Beforehand, if you strangled someone, if you were strangled yourself, the person who strangled you or the, you know, if that strangler was caught, then they would be charged with assault. Um, and uh, it was decided that no, uh, strangulation uh, has enough uh, definitive uh, characteristics uh, that it should actually be a separate crime, not to mention the fact that it is actually, you know, it ha- is another, it's, it's, a, it's another concept other than uh, what could be just common assault. Anyway, so this was a change that was made, and it was well uh, welcomed at the time, and people said, well, this will be interesting. Let's see what happens, and now here's what happens. People have uh, charged almost five people a day with strangling or suffocating their partner uh, since uh, December. So since December, 416 people have been arrested. 416 people. The police have enough evidence collected and collated to take charges against 416 people since December for strangling another person. This is amazing. This is incredible. Strangling. We're stranglers. Or suffocation. It's a hard thing to prove as well. You see, when you've got your common or garden assault, when you thump somebody, you know, you get bruises and you get cuts and you get all sorts of things and you get, you know, uh, the person who's done the striking can get uh, wounds and contusions and all that sort of thing. But strangulation is a different beast entirely, isn't it? It's slow and it's methodical and you can actually strangle someone for quite some time and if you're good at it, not leave any marks on their body whatsoever. So it comes down to a he said, she said scenario, which is why the cops quite often just go, well, this is too hard. But not in 416 cases since December. December, January, February, three months, a third, a a quarter of a year. Let's times that by four. It could be at the end of this uh, year, we will have found 1,600 people arrested for strangling another person in this country. And they're only the ones we've arrested and we've found and we know about. We don't know about all the others in the privacy of their own home in doing their version of domestic violence that nobody knows about, that nobody has reported, that nobody, there is no evidence around. This is very probably, well, you tell me, the tip of an iceberg. What is the level of domestic violence in this country at this stage? We've had all the white ribbon campaigns. We've had all of that. And then in December, we managed to identify a different charge, one of strangulation and suffocation. And suddenly it opens the book wide once again to show that we are a nation of domestic violence. And then we started thinking about strangulation and suffocation as well. What a horrible, horrible way uh, to be violent towards another. We can imagine perhaps, you know, the flaring up of anger and emotion and the red haze and the striking out. But strangulation is something else. It is slow and methodical as you wrap your hands around another person's neck and you look into their eyes 
and their eyes will be looking back at you. And as you close on their windpipe and start to take away the oxygen and also to break the cartilage that is around that neck, as you start to do that, the eyes are looking straight back at you and the eyes will be full of fear and horror. And then you stop. It's such an insidious way of exerting power, isn't it? 416 people arrested in three months. Jackson, hello. Hey, good afternoon. Nice talk. Um, uh, this, the strangulation and uh, non-fatal strangulation topic is what's uh, the reason for my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to quickly, let's pull out of this a little bit and maybe address a topic that's that's going to be really important, how we, how we stimulate further conversations around this topic. And a good way to start with that is we've got to start with what's the um, what's the efforts to promote peace. And I know that's easier said than done because what we what we're doing is we're creating a massive gravy train by demonizing demonizing men um, in general because that's what's been reported, right? Uh, but if you look at it from an LGBTQTI perspective, uh, there can be a dominant person in any of those relationships. Okay, and they don't typically follow maybe the male stereotype. Mm. Um, so what I'm sort of alluding to is the fact that I'm sure there are women out there that do strangle men, but it's the men's pride that will never ever see seeing them going to a police station and say my wife strangled me or my partner um, strangled me. So we've we've got to try and read between the numbers when statistics come out. Yeah, so. and which I think is a very good point, Jackson. And it's the same point that was made just before the news by our caller, who said, you know, he was horrified. It was Dave, wasn't it? And he was horrified by it all. And he would like to know a better breakdown in terms of, you know, of gender and demograph and socioeconomic situation and what the situation that came across, uh, that people came to, uh, where they ended up in a situation where they were being either strangled or doing the strangulation themselves. And can I just yeah, say, can what... I say, Jackson, and I have had a call off air, um, which I can't bring on air for obvious reasons, uh, telling of a woman who has been charged with strangulation in the past three months and is currently out on bail. And uh, the person she tried to strangle was her mother. Mm. Um, so it, um, and, you know, and also the, the, the person who talked to me said that that uh, woman has absolutely no recollection whatsoever of uh, trying to strangle her mother. There may be some mental health issues there as well, but, you know, it was uh, blanked out, red mist sort of thing. You know, so you're right. It's not just a male thing. Yeah, and um, I think... We, we but that doesn't mitigate it in any way, shape or form no, when it's used as domestic violence. No, we don't, we, we don't want to digress from the fact that there are people suffering from this. Yes. I totally get it, and that's why I sort of preface my, mm. my little discussion about it. It's, it's about peace really. Um, what is leading to the anger? Why are men so, or are uh, perpetrators so angry? What's creating the anger? Why are there not fence within our community? Do we not look, if we look after each other enough to be able to detect these things before they occur? Mm. There are many women, or if I use a male-female uh, scenario, there are many women in a man's life who can change his perspective of how he treats women, whether it's his daughter, mother, sister. Um, but we, we need to address those before we can actually get to the point. Because these are just symptoms. These are mm. symptoms yeah. of, of a lot of inner guilt, a lot of inner shame. And the only way some, some people can express it is by lashing out. And they lash out to people in front of them. Mm. 
uh, regardless of whatever, you know, whoever you are from wherever you, you've been. I've, I've seen something in Samoa. It's really a collectivism, a collectivism which is a, a group, a community, all deal with these together. Mm. And they deal with it. And what actually happens is if someone within their community um, falters or misbehaves, the rest of the community suffers mm. because they've not really looked after that person properly. Mary, hello. Hello, Andrew. Um, Andrew, I've been listening to the program and are amazed. I've had a situation with my neighbours over the last six months where it hasn't been the man doing the strangulation, it's been the woman. So it happens on both sides of the spectrum. And we had been over and taken the two... small children away while this was going on. We have spoken to both of them Mm. and it just didn't happen once. It happened four or five times. I will give the man his due. He never hit her. But what I am worried about is that one day he will snap. Both big people and if he threw a punch or whatever that would be the blow that could perhaps kill her or whatever. Yep. And so why? Like, so why? Um, I'm thinking about this. I mean, uh, to to actually get your hands around someone's neck, you know, you need a certain ability to be physically imposing. You know. Yes. So yes. how how does this woman manage to do it? Is she just a scrapper or what? She's just a scrapper. She's an average size woman, but once she gets her temper up, I think the power and the energy that she has just takes over. And she just, the time I went over, a little three and two year old standing there watching mum with her hands around Mm. dad's neck, he pushed her away and told her to stop and she came straight back at him. Mm. Now this family have moved away from where I live so I'm not sure how they're going to get on. But it isn't just the men we're hearing about the men doing it. I think also these women who do it also yeah, have yeah. to take responsibility for their actions. Well, any, any any anybody who strangles needs to yeah, needs yeah. To, needs to actually look in the mirror and go, goodness me! I mean, yeah. it is just the it's just a terrible, terrible crime. I never really even thought about it. I've never been strangled myself. I've had someone no. with, their, with their, I've had someone behind me in a wrestling, and you know they get their arm oh, around yeah. your neck, yeah, and that's yeah. that's a bit worrying. But that's not. That's, and and maybe that's what they're, how they're doing this, but you know, but yeah. then it's always released. But I've never got to a point where I'm you know freaking out and the, no, and the fear well, and the. What's the effect on these two children? They're yeah. going to grow up of course. and think, oh, well, that's what happens. I can do that. Yeah. So we repeat the pattern again, don't we? And we spoke to the father and asked them to try and get help for both of them, not just for her. Mm. But he wouldn't press charges. But I guarantee if he hit her, she would be down there pressing charges. Mm. News Talk ZB, Simon, hello. Hello. Yes, in relation to this um, strangulation, suffocation, I read the um, headline this morning on ZB Online, and the whole morning I've been like, wow, who's doing this? I mean, what are the demographics of this? I mean, male, female, age... Um, region, um, ethnicity, I don't know, whatever it is, but, gee, this 
this is just ridiculous, and we need to find out what's going on and sort it out. I mean, it's just embarrassing because the inference is it's male, and that doesn't make us males feel that good about when you hear things like that. So, you know, what is going on, and what are the actual numbers that support that? Yeah, well, um, I did ask around the newsroom um, based on uh, what had been reported, um, and uh, the uh, reporters said to us that it was all male and that had been so far... Um, oh. Uh, charged, um, so women aren't strangling men. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> you know, right. to get to a situation where you're actually able to um, control someone's uh, neck like that, you'd have you have to have a certain power imbalance, you know, physical power imbalance as well. Absolutely, um, it's just scary. And then that lady not so long ago said that like sons are doing it to mothers. Um, hmm. That surprised me too. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. I've seen some very violent sons who are very angry about their mums, and I've always found that to be shocking, very, very shocking. You know, yeah. it's because familiarity breeds true contempt, and um, if you have a, you know, a misogynist gene in you, and you're not, you're not you know, rating women anyway. Well, the woman right in front of you, who's been part of your life and probably been the, the scourge of it too, telling you off the whole time. Uh, I've seen some very angry men about their mums. Wow. And and so therefore, then I guess that does come down to role modelling. I mean, because we do know there's a lot of good men and good fathers yeah. and and so forth. I mean, I don't know. I'm fortunate. You know, my, my father adored my mother and, um, you know, I'm not saying they didn't disagree from time to time, but, you know, never, ever was there, you know, any form of threats or violence or no. power of control like that. No, exactly. All right, Simon, thank you so much. 0800 But uh, as uh, Jane Drum says, and she's from Shine, um, which is an organisation, uh, domestic violence, a charity, uh, she says, if you're feeling shocked, you're right to feel shocked. People need to be shocked. They need to be shocked continually because it's important for New Zealanders to realise the extent of the problem. And it's probably, it's not you, Simon, it's not me. But it's 416 men since December who have had the evidence against them such that the police can actually bring a charge. So what about all the other strangulation and suffocation scenarios where the police did not have sufficient evidence to bring a charge? How many is that? The tip of an iceberg, you'd have to say. So obviously widespread right the way through our society. We've got a whole lot of stranglers. It's awful. Campbell, good day. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. Good. I just uh, wanted to comment about the you know violence against women, particularly you know we're talking about strangulation, but there's also been uh, you know in recent years the Me Too movement with the uh, you know sexual assaults and and just a lot of a lot of the times men have been put in in the uh, you know in the seat of being being demonised in this, and so there's been some backlash. I saw recently there there was a movement for you know hashtag not all men. Um, and uh, so I went onto their Facebook page to see what they were all about, and that was a whole movement of, of men trying to kind of reclaim and say, well, well not all men are like this, don't demonise us all. Mm. And I was a bit disappointed because I saw a missed opportunity there, and I thought the hashtag should really, should really read, not all men, but still my problem, because as men we need to hold each other accountable and, and look mm. out for this kind of thing, have it on our radar. And I think part of this family violence, violence against women, all of this thing, even though I'm not a strangler, I'm not a, a, you know, a woman abuser, it's still my problem. I still need to be holding the other men around to me, around me, you know, to account and 
eyeballing them, if I'm seeing them doing something, even if it's just a comment that, that I think is inappropriate, at that point I need to step in and make it my problem and say, even though I'm not the cause of the problem, I need to be part of the solution. And I think that's an important thing that we need to do as a society is to, to take ownership of this and say, mm. actually, even though I'm not in, you know, involved in the situation directly, I need to get myself involved if I see an opportunity to get involved. Well, you put that very, very well, Campbell, and I do understand uh, that you've also you know, portrayed the people who get very angry with the, you know, and came up with the not all men. Uh, if it wasn't all men, if it wasn't our problem, then why do we actually have laws that actually ban this sort of stuff? You know, that is us banding together to try and stop this sort of stuff, and that is the action. And we can do it every day in every way uh, as a citizen and as also as a voter that votes for the law, surely, you know. And I don't know if you heard Jackson before. Uh, our writer, who, who spoke so eloquently, and he was talking about in Samoa, where you know when somebody falls apart, loses the plot, you know, um, uh, the rest of um, the society around it can is hurt, but then also steps in to try and help, you know. And yeah. here in New Zealand, we tend to go, "Ooh, that looks a bit nasty over there," and we all hide behind the lace curtains and close the picket gate. Yeah. And, and I think that needs to change. I think we need to, to know our neighbours better. We need to have a, a closer community where we can recognise when this is going on and then not just say, oh, well, someone else will fix it, or, you know, but to step in and say, I'm here, I'm available, and I'm going to make myself part of the solution.